Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined once again by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How is your uh, new year? It's great, man. 2022, COVID's gone. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Now we have COVID-20. COVID-20. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 2022. Uh, man, everybody, everybody, I know COVID is always a thing for everybody in the world these days for a topic, but man, there's just so many people I know now that's getting this. I'm sure it's a new strain. No one's really quite knows which strain they have, but yeah, so yeah, many people. No, like the, the tests, the tests aren't that, uh, I, I don't think. I, I, I don't, don't know. I, I, I just, and I know uh, it's very anecdotally, yeah. but my, so many people at work, so many people of friends and families and friends of friends and I, I even tonight with you, I got on earlier and you were like, I know these people that have COVID. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I mean, my my circle of people is pretty small. Um, we have we have our group of friends. So, of course, we talked we you said last week, you and Sid mm-hmm. and uh, and our buddy Fox um, tested positive. And also one of my one of my two co-workers, like I'm in a team of three guys. We've been yeah working together over a decade and and one of them tested positive. Fortunately, everybody that I have heard uh, get it, have it, test positive, whatever word I want to use to to describe that, are all um, are all vaccinated. And from what I hear, both mm-hmm. anecdotally and and what people are hearing on the news, whatever I avoid all that news yeah, sure. stuff. The but um, the the reports that it is. Um, even though this new new variant is is more contagious, the symptoms seem to be uh, more mild. Yeah, yeah. So all of those are all of those are good as, things. As reported here, even with myself, it, it was definitely that that way. And that's what I'm getting from right. from Stu. Oh, the the again anecdotally, as we've been saying a couple times here, uh, with just our little group, and you just mentioned what three or four that you knew, uh, four. And um, Four. in the last two years of those people, only one, which is our buddy Trotsky, was reported to have mm-hmm. it. And we think that he kind of got a, a false positive. He was like early, he early, could, early he, on. Yeah, he he really, I mean, it's hard to tell with that guy, but he didn't <laughs> seem to have any symptoms. He had no symptoms. And, um, and it was uh, like, when, like when it first, the first month, he got like a home testing type kit. Right. right. So right, it, was, right. it was very sketchy. It, it, it perfect for him if anybody's seen him on our or heard him on our show he, he's our bleeding edge person not cutting edge bleeding edge technology person if, it, if it's he's uh as 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 our buddy our buddy pete the 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 greek scholar coins it he's a neophile yes as in he likes stuff that's new he's all about stuff that's the new, like the new if he can get it not even out yet new type stuff right 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 yeah. so um he uh, so besides, but in the last two two and a half years, that is the only person that we knew have had it in our in that group, in uh, you know, and now we have f- you see, just for you had four, and I've got you know right, uh, right. you see twice that many. So yeah, what this was a uh, a big mean, thing. I mean, for for you and and Sid, I put an asterisk because you guys we we you guys went to we Florida. chose that bad situation <laughs> right yeah you you went into a high risk yeah, situation yeah, yeah. and and i can i can joke about that because i know you know it's enough time as yeah sure you, you know the, the, it was well i mean and and that that is a, that is a thing and i don't know if we mentioned it last week that that is a thing that you know eyes wide open right and, and even when i was saying that we had it, you know we, sure. it, it was not a it was not a um oh how did i get a thing or man i really right. 
was surprised that I, I really, I, especially now knowing so many people got it, I, I would have been stunned coming back not knowing that I didn't get it. If, if you hadn't gotten it. Yeah. 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 Um, and and yeah. even with our precautions of safety, the, I knew that the chances were, you know, like odds were against us going into that thing, but, um, kind of, high, uh, yeah. or at least 50, 50. Uh, so anyway, yeah, it's, uh, it's been, it's, that's why I said 2022 so far. We've got this, uh, King is dead, you know, long live the King. Um, right. Uh, but yeah, right. it's, 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 and I only bring that up because, you know, it's right now we're living through this time as we, everything changes month to month, it seems of it being difficult for businesses to stay open because of this recent wave, at least here mm-hmm. in America, sure. where, where we're talking about, I had a, an unfortunate effect this last week where, after I got a COVID, I think any kind of listener of this show would know that I'm a huge movie theater fan and right. uh, was dying to get back in the theater so I could go watch all these great shows that are out right now. And our movie theaters, both of them in town, have been closed for a week. And oh. that was awful, like over New Year's and everything, which is like some of the really big days that they make you know, uh, money at. Yeah, I know, that, I know that Monroe County down there is still very... Uh, well, I'm going to say conservative, but I don't mean like that. No, not that kind I mean, of thing. <laughs> I mean, of that it's, kind of it's, it's, it politically very left leaning, but um, uh, as far as COVID precautions, very, very conservative yeah. or, or as some might, might disparagingly say paranoid. Yeah. Um, and, and they had, they had a lot of people maybe, out like they, they already had, as everybody has had, it's hard to get workers anyway. And sure. I, I'm not sure this, I think this might be a problem for movie theaters across the country is that it's, it's still hard to get kids. I mean, I say kids, I mean like 16 to, to 25 year olds who can work these kind of jobs. It's, okay. it's still very difficult to get those people to go to work. Um, hmm. And um, that, so a lot of theaters only have limited showing hours, even in like their busy time. They're only like seven thirty is their latest show that they have. And I know that they used to show movies starting at ten thirty at night, you know, with four or five screens regularly. Right. Um, and, and now we, we get, you know, two screens with um, a seven thirty and a four thirty showing anyway. So it's because they just don't have the people to man the stuff for the hours. Um, mm. So when you have that, when you have just a skeleton crew and then three of them get COVID, you can't run the place, you know? <laughs> right. So that that's what we're going through right now. It's unfortunate, you know, I really want to get in there, especially if I really want to watch the, the Spider-Man and want to get the movie again. Um, and yeah, speaking of, speaking of theaters, yeah. I did get to go see that movie again. Oh, did you? Let's um, see. I'm jealous now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, despite the, uh, I'm up North, so there's snow here. And the mm, yeah. Right. Bad, I heard that. But I've got a, you know, I've got a nice, um, you know, it's a Jeep Grand Cherokee, so I have a fairly uh, well snowy road capable vehicle for the first time. I mean, I always had smaller cars with front wheel drive before, so they were never awful. But um, yeah, we went and saw it. Uh, I think just my youngest sister and I had seen it, and Dad and Sarah and my brother Dino from Idaho had not seen it yet. So we were a we were a mixed group, and the theater was pretty uh, pretty sparsely populated. This was the let's see seven seven thirty no eight. We pushed it back to eight because the seven thirty show is one of those theaters with assigned seats. Um, 
kind of a a fancier one with the big reclining seats with the tray and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um which was not where I saw it the first time. The first time was one of those AMC classics like Bloomington has, which is just like a regular old not old theater, but like the theaters that we had that were cool, you know, in the early 2000s. Right. Um and so I think maybe it was a little part of the part of the reason for the low pop uh in the theater was that they had a lot of shows right there oh, was yeah, a yeah. a six there was a six thirty that we didn't go to uh we or a seven thirty rather there was also a six thirty we went to the eight there was an imax at eight thirty um so I think just there were so many showings that they were starting to really thin out so um subsequently there was no uh big cheering or applause for various scenes i won't say anything about the movie mm-hmm. though at this point anybody listening to us has almost certainly seen it um because there were i mean i don't know i didn't look around because again the theater was big with the seats so i couldn't really see behind us anyway um it didn't seem like there were more than maybe 20 people in there oh, that's um good. i i did somehow still get a uh, a, a small not fussy but kind of like chatter chattery little toddler oh, rough. uh d- rough. during the during the uh the heartbreak scene in that movie and i'm like really again with this i mean they weren't crying this time so that's something but uh that was that was kind of funny and then we had the opportunity to uh talk to you know on the drive home because the theater was about an hour away uh you know talk about all the stuff and the actors and the different uh the different things and that was fun yeah that is awesome yeah it's it's really unfortunate you, you get crazy toddlers again that's that's a rough one yeah i don't i mean you know it's hard for me as a childless adult to be be too hard on parents but i'm like don't i mean no, no I... do they get in for free are they <laughs> no for a, no are they no. buying a ticket they're still buying tickets. you're buying a ticket for a for a two-year-old to go to a movie that's not for kids like there's nothing you know it's not an adult film but like it's not a pixar movie and like you went and you bought like i get a babysitter is probably expensive now nowadays but still like you're not enjoying the movie and you're probably ruining it for a bunch of other people like come on yeah right whatever i I totally agree with that i mean as a parent of you know three daughters growing up it no way like just just don't do it people don't do it people there's my public service (laughs) message right there it 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 does suck for several years that you can't go to the theater but you can strategically do things like you can go on a wednesday at noon like if you if you really want to go if you really really want to watch that new star wars you can take a half day off work and go and watch it at 12 30 or if you have to take your kid you know, if you really want to take, I, I never would say babies, but let's just say like a three-year-old or a four-year-old. Right? Sure. If you really mm-hmm. have to, you can go and see if it's a sold-out theater on opening weekend at noon, which it's probably going to be. But, you know, watch it four right. or five weeks later after it comes out at at noon, right, on a, on a Sunday. You, mm-hmm. you, can, you can choose your times to, to bring your, your crazy kid and only do it once every once in a while right you know right, um, right but man these people that are like i'm gonna go at, at 7 30 at night with 
my kid to this big popular theater on opening weekend. Opening weekend. <sighs> yeah, they need to be punted. Sorry, just <laughs> the, the way it is. Um, and I'm talking about the kids, not just you, the parents. Both parents, too. You heard, you heard it here on the front porch. We are advocating violence. <laughs> against, punting uh, toddlers. Punting toddlers in the theater. <laughs> That's how it works. All right. What uh, We've been rambling about Sorry. current events and news, which we don't really do. Hey, Chuck, hey something uh, I wanted to say before we get into, into the serious, uh, more, not serious, but okay. the more, more topical things. Serious. Uh, once, once we stop talking about parenting and covid and, and get on to important things like uh, Disney shows and, and Star <laughs> right, Wars. Right. Uh, uh, you have a PSA well, or something. No, not really. I mean, it's, it's, it's terrible Disney Star Wars things. I, I love that you actually said that in the lead-in. That's funny. I've been, funny. I've been uh, playing with my, my lightsaber as such a super nerd does. I, I, did, I, I did mention something on the show that I got the Sabi's Workshop uh, lightsaber at Star Wars, right? Um, oh, right, right. And, and so I, I am... Sydney had told me, like, the first day I got that thing, I was in um, Hollywood Studios, where Galaxy's Edge is, right? And I just walked around with it all day. Like, well, I I, I take it back. I got it at, like, 8 o'clock at night. So it was only, like, three hours of the whole thing being park open anyway. But I walked around with it, like, turned on and played with it all night long, right? (laughs) And, like, like I'm totally super nerding out and being fine with it around thousands of people. Uh, But, you know, thankfully, so were so many other people that were doing it too right um, sure sure so but i got home and sydney had said you know you just play that thing with forever i said you know what if it was me i would just turn it off and on for the next three hours because i just like that uh so sure, so, sure. so that's that's kind of what i've been doing occasionally i have it next to my desk and i just kind of hold it and go but um the thing what was interesting that i don't know if i'm bringing this up is that it's kind of i didn't mention this last week the the lightsaber is put together, right? Like I had maybe have mentioned that you pick parts for it and there's a whole okay, array yeah. of pieces. Yeah, this is sounding familiar. Like some of the like you do in some of the video games. Yeah. And and you you know the you have the emitter and, and the, the different parts of it all. Um mm-hmm. and so with the lightsaber that you had you end up is like custom by you and your choices, right? It's not, there's a whole role playing thing that goes along with it when you're doing the, the workshop. But, but anyway, you, you're making parts of it. But one of the most important things and neat things, really neat things and unique things about these Disney made lightsabers is that they actually have kyber crystals in the center of them. So mm-hmm. um, those who are not sure what, what understand Star Wars lore, uh, kyber crystals are crystals that Jedi go on like, um, I don't know, big journeys for to find their special kyber crystal. Um, out right. in the world and it's like a living crystal that powers the lightsaber and that's what gives it its color they were featured in many of the uh star wars visions yes anime shorts. exactly right um and it is it is said that the reason that sith um lightsabers are red are because um they are like tortured and so poured anger and evil into them so much that they're bleeding and that's why they're red um, oh, that's um... yeah, and Kylo Ren's is that crackling because he's got he's pours so much hate into that crystal mm. that it's just this violent crystal behavior thing. So crystals are originally on these other colors, but so anyway, you talk. get these little crystals and you pick them out during the whole role playing session, right? They they present them to you individually, and you get to pick the color that you would like. And that color yeah. is the color of the crystals. It's like a plastic crystal with like an RFID chip in the middle of it, right? 
Um, sure, sure. And you slide it into the, the power chamber of the middle of the lightsaber, and it makes a cool, like, powering up sound and everything. Um, hmm. uh, and the, the neat thing is, is that you can actually go to their shops, of course, and buy other crystals. Right? You, of course. You can, and I have, like, three of them. I got a purple, a uh, raised yellow one, and a red one. Um, uh, but it's really kind of cool, though, because I'll, I'll still be able to take my lightsaber apart, insert a new crystal, and then it powers up that color. Right, which is which mm-hmm. is really kind of neat. Uh, but today I discovered, uh, and this is something that people don't know about. If they don't know about it, it's cool. Uh, Disney has a random. In, if you buy their red crystals, there is a okay. random chance that you will actually get a black crystal instead of a red one. It's something like okay. one in three hundred or something, and those things go for like four hundred, five hundred dollars on eBay. Um, but. It's super cool. It's, kind of, it's it's one of those like if you're super evil, then a, a black crystal will have chosen you type stuff. Um, hmm. So I'm I'm turning my saber off and on. I'm like I really want a black crystal. I really want a black crystal, but I'm not going to pay that much money for it. Um, is it different? Is that different from the what are those things called? The Mandalorian have uh, dark sabers. I don't really know the dark saber thing. That's a good question. I mean, I know I know that what a dark saber is, and I know what what it has to symbolize for the Mandalorians, but I don't know like if it's a lightsaber or if it has the same like lightsaber crystal. Yeah, I, I really don't. I mean, that's something my nerdy self should actually look that up. But mm. uh, as much as I say I'm a Star Wars trivia person, that's one that I I, I actually don't know, um, and and got to mm. look up. So anyway, that's a long way of even expressing more of my complete nerds nerdness. <laughs> well, as uh, as long as we're on the topic, yeah. why don't we uh, talk just briefly? I mean, I don't have much to say, but um, we got the first episode of the new Disney Plus Star Wars Book of Boba Fett. What's Book of Boba Fett? What's the? Is there a word people use for the Star Wars universe? S W U. I don't know. Galaxy far, far away. Something <laughs> right, very long like right, that. Right. I just know that sometimes, I mean, you know, Marvel has the the MCU, Correct. which is really just the name for their franchise of films. Right. But some sometimes that's uh, there's there's a word for that. And now I'm not going to be able to think of any other examples. Well, like in um, in Firefly, they call it the verse. That's oh, in, the verse, right? Yeah, that's in universe, but you know, not a not a thing the fans say. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, and and I guess today this is we're recording this on January fifth. Everybody, uh, there is a new mm. episode out which I've not watched. A new one tonight so, that we haven't correct. seen. No. But we're, so we'll just talk about the first one. Uh, I liked yeah. it. It's it felt very Mandalorian. I think one of our friends had said that. Said that. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, I I kept waiting to hear the Mandalorian music, sure. which of course is not uh, is not a thing. Our our buddy Pat made a good point. Uh, I don't know how accurate this is, though it tracks with everything I saw in the first episode. That uh, Mandalorian was a western, and this is a is a mob mafia uh, uh, property one. story. That, that makes sense. I, I I'm not sure if I can get that quite from the first episode just alone, uh, but it definitely has like it's got like history callbacks and things like that from the characters, and which I was surprised to see. Um, yeah, like most. Uh, most of this new Star Wars content, and, you know, true for a lot of things as well. I assume there are a lot of references and Easter eggs to things, some of which I recognize, but most of which I don't. Yeah. Um, 
various like you know he's clearly in uh um job of the huts chamber oh, yeah, with the right. with the trapdoor floor the yeah rancor 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 that's correct yeah Underneath. His little I want to say Sarlacc, and I'm like, Sarlacc isn't right. No, but you're, it's still a thing because he comes out of the Sarlacc. That's what I was thinking. On the sand, yeah. Yeah, I, I will say yeah, that most of that's that's sort of spoiler. I don't know that I don't know that enough things happened in this episode that we could really spoil it with, uh, you know, talking about it. Obviously, uh, Boba Fett is alive. Boba Fett is spoilers. alive, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. There isn't a whole lot of spoilers. You're right. There's not. There's I mean, nothing. No new information that really happens here. I guess if you're. I guess if you're for some reason watching this and haven't seen Mandalorian, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. You might not know that that Boba Fett is alive. The, the commercials would tell you, um, right? Or just loading up Disney Plus, um, and it's the it's his name is in the title, right? So, Boogie, Boogie. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. Now I, I'm glad you kind of said that. Actually, now I think about it, there isn't anything to spoil here. There's not any new information in this whole show, even the flashbacks. I mean, I guess I could say, and here you go. I'm not giving a spoiler bell, but he spends time with the sand people, right? The the, the Tuscan Raiders. Tuscan's Raiders. Yeah, like um, they he okay. So, but that's not really a spoiler. It's just like information, I guess, right? Right. I mean, there's only there are only so many groups of of people on Tatooine. Right. So, uh, you know, it was going to be that or or the Jawas. Is there another? I feel like there's another name. For the for the sand people, is do they Not have just, an you mean name? there's there's just Tuscan Raiders and then there's hmm. they're the Tuscans I guess and then uh, Jawas yeah um yeah I mean because uh what's his name um the Mandalorian went to at least he went to a planet where they had a lot of of Jawas at one point remember right D- and Tuscan Din, Raiders Din Djarin yeah Din Djarin and, he, and I think that was Tatooine that he went went there. Look, you're you're supposed to be our Star Wars guy. How come I have to keep <laughs> right. remembering? Din, Din. That's <laughs> such a weird. I think it's a terrible name, Din Djarin. Can... It's it's an awkward. I mean, Star Wars has a lot of kind of awkward. It does. Names aside I, from they don't have to, man. A they don't have of, to. Like you can, simple ones. You get to pick their names. You can you can you know workshop that a little bit. It's okay. <laughs> right, um, right. But anyway, um, yeah. So he, I, I, there's not. You're right. There's not a lot of spoilers here in, in this one to talk about because it's just him spending time with the. Sand people doesn't spoil it because we don't know if that's going to go anywhere or not. We, it doesn't necessarily right. go anywhere, right? He meets a little kid right. that we think, but that's about it. Um, and some other kind of people, but I don't know. There's just nothing that he happens there. Uh, and that's not a bad thing. It's just episode one, right? We're just doing episode one here. Um, yeah. There, he doesn't, he doesn't seem like he's a ruthless crime boss in any way, or even a mean or a bad guy. Right. Right. Which, well, is weird. and, and this is correct me again if I'm wrong here, but this is a character we know very little about, right? Yeah, in general. like in official canon. I assume there are just piles of paperbacks. Oh yeah, there's extended totally universe is. stuff about 100%. him. But in in the actual canon trilogy movies, it's like like f- four minutes of screen time or something. Uh, for adult Boba, yes, young Boba, we know, right. like Django and stuff like that. Sure, from the prequels. And we do know he was in canon. He was also in an episode of uh, Rebels. Clone Wars. Rebels. Rebels. Okay. Where, where he was. It was a whole episode with like him being in in the Imperial Academy uh, okay. when he was young, when he was a kid. 
So th- there, sure. there is that. There's that. That's about the the sum whole of it. And that and that one probably gave him the most personality because, as you're you're pointing out here, in the actual movies, numbered movies, he did not have much screen time at all, nor real any background. Um, so I guess we are kind of getting some of that. Um, man, it's, it's weird. It's yeah. Weird. Whenever I talk about I this, mean, it, feels, it makes me feel like there wasn't anything that really happened here. Um, it, I mean, stuff happened. It was a little all over the place. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, as, as I often say, um, I got a little, not bored, but kind of like, you know, I, I started giving it half my attention partway through. Um, we're sort of getting two stories and I don't know if they'll keep, they'll keep this format, but we're getting the, the, what we call, what we could call present day story, which is the what happens after the events uh, these characters participate in uh, in the Mandalorian this is Boba Fett and what's uh, Ming-Na Wen's character name? Oh, Fennec Shand. Fennec Shand. Mm-hmm. Uh, the things that they do after taking over for Jabba the Hutt on Tatooine. Um, and then we're also getting flashbacks to what happened to Boba Fett after the events of the beginning of Return of the Jedi. Um, right. So the, we're yeah. cutting back and forth between these two things to sort of see what happened to him and what's happening to him now. Right. The, the, uh, I liked the parkour scene. I will, uh, which was kind of <laughs> cool, but clearly, you know, Hey, let's get some parkour people. Um, sure, sure. I love Phoenix Shand. I mean, that character is the coolest. Of course. Um, and, yeah. But there was there was there was one scene that made me feel the most nostalgic of any of these, like of the Mandalorian or this one, than anyone has to to date. And that's just when okay. when he comes out of the 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 Sarlacc. Uh, sure. Um, you know, be- everybody's seen, and maybe not anybody though, because our our buddy Trotsky posted this in our Discord like this afternoon. But everybody's seen the comparison shots. Uh, that I think was on TikTok or something of Patton Oswalt on Parks and Rec mm-hmm. doing his filibuster right. that that begins with his description of Boba Fett surviving the events of Return of the Jedi right. and then goes into a bunch of stuff about Iron Man and the Avengers and and all that kind of stuff. It was funny. I had I had people in completely separate channels of my life. Even one of my coworkers <laughs> like posted in our Slack channel and i'm like okay yep yep i saw that like yeah. i saw that video three times before i actually watched the book of boba fett episode <laughs> and i was like oh you spoiled it and people were like i mean yeah we spoiled it he's alive he's alive right, yeah <laughs> you already knew he was alive yeah. i'm like yeah, yeah. The, the, I, the, I think I the rosy know. feeling for me was that like it just it just connected the dots it, it almost it wasn't sure. necessarily like happy as a kid feeling it was just that kind of you put the last piece of the puzzle into the puzzle right it, mm, it's you sure, you sure. know what the puzzle looks like you know what's here you know the puzzle what it's going to look like when you put it in there but when you put it in there you're like okay now we officially i just can sleep with the idea that you know he is still alive it is a thing and uh and not just that it wasn't it, it really honestly it didn't have anything to do with like modern day boba it had to do with the fact that he was a cool character that I thought as a kid growing up was just, I don't know why super cool, but he just really was. And there are documentaries on this guy for sure. 
but for yeah, you know yeah. but for I've, me she... i've i've seen but not watched you know long form youtube video essays with but i mean yeah. i don't i don't know that it has to be that much more complicated than like he's there's cool. this guy yeah. and he he has cool armor and he's anonymous and he has a jetpack in a show where nobody else has jetpacks yeah and he has a couple of cool weapons uh most of which i now know from the mandalorian because he <laughs> sure. uses them all the time the little grapple yep. cable thing and the flamethrower on his wrist yep. and uh all that all that cool stuff yeah i mean that, that's um, that, that's pretty much that's all it was right and, and the toy was cool yeah um so uh him him summarily dying in kind of a crappy way in jedi always in jedi, felt yeah. always felt like oh that is r- disappointing that's the that's the real emotional word is it's so disappointing he you know he's just shown just little hints before they get to the fight with luke fighting and then he you know flies into battle and starts fighting and is kicking butt and even you know wraps up luke and then you know he gets bumped by a gun in his backpack and and it jets (laughs) off and falls into this like sarlacc falls into the sarlacc and you're like that is terrible that it was so disappointing so to see him that that moment of seeing him crawl out, just for some reason, I couldn't even explain it really. Just that it felt like, okay, good. Like a, almost a little bit of an exhale of like, th- that happened, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the end of it. It's, it's not a bad thing, right? Sure. Uh, so he, he didn't die and it just kind of made me feel, it's so weird. I know I'm going on and on about it, but that is just, it was a good feeling of, ah, that makes Return of the Jedi, this movie that's 40 freaking years old or so you know okay you know that 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 makes that movie better um now if only they could somehow fix all the other problems <laughs> that's right somehow <laughs> maybe jar jar was in, intentionally being an idiot right he was it was all made to be a joke or you know uh right, right. but no yeah so anyway i that scene was worth it uh, i did like the book of boba fett i i liked it for a lot of different reasons um i i think this will definitely be one of those things that uh um even gets better uh, over time. Uh, it's we, yeah. I mean, like we said, this, we're only one episode in, so yeah, it's kind of too soon to say. Yeah. But I, I do like, and I've seen the extras. They have a lot of extra vignettes about you know sure. the, the show, and I and I've seen a lot of them, and and I I like that, um, like the the, the actors are genuinely like love loved the characters and being in the show and being in, in Star Wars. You know, like Ming Na Wen is like a super. She is so funny. She says she's a Star Wars fan. Like she paused. She didn't want to say nerd or geek or anything, right? Like because she didn't want to offend anybody. But she said fan, right? Um, and she's super. Just like she's like fifty eight year old lady who is giddy about being in this this thing, right? Um, nice. And then obviously, uh, Boba Fett being able to come back from the troopers and be Boba Fett. He's been involved in Star Wars since the prequels. Um, this is huge for him. So it, it makes me feel good to have people loving the stuff. And then it's Favreau who we know loves it. And Floney who loves it. Right. So, right. Right. Um, and, and I had a, I had a weird sort of thing and you'll have to tell me what you, what you feel about this. Um, I'm not going to remember his name, but the actor playing Boba Fett uh, at times to me, reminded me to me more. what's that? Yeah. Yep. Uh, reminded me of Michael Brooker. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely um, has that. I mean, he's got that almost like he's an older guy that was like muscly at one point, but as you get older, it's 
kind of right right yeah mass. part of that part of that's probably just age and yeah. and sort of the way the character is uh is portrayed i'm talking about a guy from walking dead who was mm-hmm. yondu in yondu. uh guardians of the yeah Galaxy. that's a that's a good comparison i think you know that's a be, between those two they, and they they also play rough characters in general right like sure, he, even when sure. he was aquaman's dad he, he was still kind of a a rough character you know written and put away with did he was that was that michael rooker no that was timu morrison oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay because michael rooker was in the Suicide Squad. The Suicide he's Squad. The, yeah, and he he he. Yeah, he reminds he, me of the him. He's on the list of of Marvel DC crossover. Definitely, actors. definitely. Uh, yeah. So anyway, but, uh, good good book of Boba Fett. It's it's great because we're there's a couple of good shows that are out there that are in this. I, you know, we we talked about this before. Star Wars is fantasy, right? I know it's sci-fi, but it's like it's very fantasy, right? Yeah, um, for sure. So, there's magic. Yeah. So so it feel it feels like you know uh, kind of watching a fantasy. And we just got done watching Wheel of Time, which we'll talk about next week, people. We're we're not behind. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna yep, yep. got some plans. Um, That's next week. And, and and that one. And I started watching The Witcher, and 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 I hate hmm. m- mentioning things be- to you beforehand, but I really like this season like a lot. Oh. Um, and who was oh it wasn't you it was one of our other friends who was kind of lukewarm on it and i was like well because i watched the first episode and it was a similar kind of thing it just was not holding my interest yeah and uh the the, so, the first yeah. the first two i'll keep watching it eventually yeah 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 but... and it's just two episodes like it's it's just two right same thing with this mm. other one you know um but the, of those two episodes it hits every single fantasy thing that i want like it seems that it has a, it has a, definitely has a long term story between the two episodes and the, all the the series right it's going to have it's got all the character stuff still and then it has almost like episodic things like this is clearly about what this one episode is just self-contained about right a thing happens hmm. okay and and you do and the same thing with the second one there's there's a place they go and a thing they do and a thing they you know that happens and the episode's kind of all about that but there's definitely ongoing things right so hmm. I like all that, right? I like having to watch a show in there, and it it feels like a real world. It's and I'm not. There's nothing spoiler here for Witchers, so there's no bell here. But it's just uh, the the first season was confusing a lot because of the time thing, right? There's so much. That's going a thing. On. That's a thing I have heard, and this was um, in the context of uh, the Wheel of Time that some of these streaming fantasy i don't i don't know whether to call witcher an adaptation because oh, it totally is 100 it's a it's books first uh yeah i guess that's true yeah, it was books that um, made into a video game and then a movie they made into a video game and, and the, and the right. show is made based on the books not the video game right yeah we talked about that with season right. one um that sometimes these shows have kind of a rough start and then you know, if they get, you know, not everything can be Game of Thrones. Yes, of course. Right? Game of right. Thrones started super right. strong and then got weaker as it went on, but which is also not an uncommon thing. Um, but once they, you know, they get into season two and they figure out like, okay, we're not going to, it's like The Office, right? Like we're, the, you know, we're going to keep making this. So we have to like figure out how to tell a more coherent long-term story mm-hmm. and have more well-defined characters and all of those things. So yeah, I, I will watch. I'm still with family, so yeah. I've not had a chance to watch any more of it, the Witcher, it, it but feels, that's on my it list. It feels sure. like, you know, cause I've spent so much time recently watching wheel of time, uh, th- mm. that it, it fits in this early twenties kind of, uh, 
category-ish type thing. And and this feels adult type thing. Not Game of Thrones at all. It's not there yet. Like it's in between oh, do you the mean, two. Do you mean an early twenties audience? Yes. Kind of like that's what I mean. Okay. Right. I wasn't sure what you meant because I was like, well, we're we're in the early twenties oh, no, 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 no. now. Yeah, no, like terms of like decades. made for that kind of audience type thing. And whereas okay. you know, uh, Game of Thrones is yeah, you got to be an adult to watch this show. Um, and then this one is kind of in the middle ish there between the two of them. Sure. Um, and and the story is um, uh, more coherent at least so far with with um, stuff. And I it's got the a few callbacks to the books and the and the game mm-hmm. that that. I'm sure Wheel of Time has, as we've seen in our chat box, tons of little, little like Easter eggs into right. Uh, but mm. but in in this in Witcher, it's nothing part like of the the main story or matters in any way. They'll say things like the Wild Hunt is on the horizon. Like you don't need to know anything about that, but you know it's for the book readers or the game players. Are like, oh yeah, I know what that means, right? But it's not important. Uh, right. So it has the same thing like Wheel of Time has for that and. Uh, even the last season, they had the kind of annoying uh, girl series. She wasn't really annoying, but you know, she still was a kid type thing. And she 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 was having her own story, and so you were like, "What?" Yeah. Especially if you you know, like me, or I think both of us, like hadn't played enough of the game to know who she was. Right. And now um, she's like the actress has grown up in a couple for a couple years. And yeah, she's kind of uh, like the opposite of how I feel about some of the actors in Stranger Things, where I'm like, she is, it seems much more interesting and compelling now than she did in totally, season one. Totally, totally. And in these first two yeah. episodes, the actress, it's just like compelling. I like that word you used. Like, the actress is more compelling than she was last season, and and the, the character is. And I'm like, okay, this is hitting all the things that I like. This is this is hitting all those notes that, that are making me happy. Um and that's maybe a personal thing. And, you know, it's, I don't like really talking or making decisions about series until they're over. Um, but so sure. far, it makes me happy to watch those two shows. Uh, it, time well spent. Uh, with Wheel of Time, I, w- I think Wheel of Time is a better show watched. Isn't it? It's an entirety. Like, watch the season. I think that's actually a, oh, a better sure. bingeable show than, than week by week. Um, matter of fact, I think I would recommend that. Oh, I'll do that next week. I'll recommend that. Watch the whole season once. Not that you'd have to sit down one day, but like, not once a week, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and rewatch all the episodes before our next. I, that, that's a good idea so, because I think that they're like so it, that everything's everything's fresh in my mind. So I had not been really paying attention to this, but are you saying that Netflix is releasing the season, the episodes of season two of The Witcher week by week? Oh no, I think they're all they're all at once. Okay, but but okay. but I I'm watching them one bit at a time um, right because right. I, I think that our buddy chris binged the whole thing like as soon as they launched um hmm. he was like oh yeah, yeah he yeah, was yeah. like i'm all over it him. um him saying that so yeah uh okay so anyway, i know i didn't mean to, to jump too much into witcher because we'll talk about that later um yeah we were talking about <laughs> book of boba, boba fett. fett i don't i don't know that i have i have any more to say about that like we've seen one episode it seems good so far no so. and and uh I guess where I, where I cite tangent there is that we've got a couple good fantasy things happening here, and that's why we put both mm, in there. Sure, we've got sure, a couple sure. good, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm and I'm really enjoying having some good fantasy options. And I know not too long we'll we'll get um, uh, the Last Kingdom last uh, last season, which will be another, oh, another, yeah. another good one. I don't know if I 
have seen all of that that is available. Oh, that's a, that's a good one to watch. And I know coming out now also is, and this is one you didn't watch a lot of, but The Expanse, which is sci-fi. That's not fantasy. Um, right. So, I, you know, I've got a couple good things. I'm, I'm really happy to be watching um, stuff. Discovery is out, but I'm not watching that one. Um, no, nor I. Right. But hopefully after that, I think um, Strange New Worlds has has done filming, right? So that'll come out at some point. At some point, yeah. <laughs> I guess so, at some point next year, maybe. Trying to trying to not not get my get my hopes up. Yeah, I should too much. I, sh- I should get like, my hopes up for that too. Right? I should just be happy with with. with I I have plenty of I have plenty of things to watch. Backlog of things. Yeah, and and I hear that. Um, Picard season two has done has been done filming for a while, and that makes me good because that means Patrick Stewart didn't die. Um, you know, <laughs> right, I, I right. Mean, the, the actor, not the character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I hate that say that, but he, you know, he's getting up there in age, and we've just lost Betty White. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. She she almost made it to a hundred. Almost. That's gonna suck so bad, so bad. Yeah. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. I, I did hear a thing on the radio. Right, some guy asked an old guy. Uh, older gentleman uh, hey you 99 are you looking forward to 100 and he said i'm just looking forward to dessert that's all i'm looking forward to yeah yeah that's kind just of what make it minute by minute guy it's all i'm i'm looking forward to yeah oh yeah okay Except your... anyway this week we Except had a, a different show to watch on our on our movies one i'd never heard of before and um but you did and it, it is a it's funny that I hadn't seen this before. We'll talk about it here in a second, but I just want to say it's called it's called um, Angus, and this mm-hmm. is one of your shows. So let's let's talk about our weekly show this week. What do you say? As as Michael said before, the music uh, we watched the 1995 high school uh, whatever coming of age movie Angus. Um. There are a few actors in this that you may have seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kathy Bates, George C. Scott. Um, Dawson. Dawson, uh, James Vanderbeek. Uh, pre, Pre-Dawson, Dawson. Mm-hmm. Um, but still Dawson. Yeah. And why is... Although I don't think I've ever watched the, that show, so I shouldn't say that. Yeah, I haven't either. Um the cast list on this movie is all out of order here. Uh, uh, Ariana Richards, who was in the original Jurassic Park movie. Yes. Uh, and she's in Jurassic Park the... 2 as well. She had a little cameo. Uh, Lost World. Yes. Um, yeah. So this is a movie that I watched. I don't know. I was probably. Well, let's see. When it came out, I was 14. And I didn't see it in theater. I saw it on VHS. We, I don't know, probably went to the video store or something. And so I had to have been like 15, maybe 16 uh, when I saw this. And it was one of those that for me, when I think I said this when I pitched this movie, when we watched Mean Girls and we watched Breakfast Club and we have these conversations about like coming of age movies. Yeah. And it's not a, it's not a genre that people talk about in a box like horror or thriller or slasher or, uh, you know, music biopic or whatever. Um, it's a pretty, it's pretty niche thing. Like it's a subset of, um, 
what uh romantic comedies or Mm -hmm. just movies about teenagers but specifically with a kind of coming of age uh kind of lesson to it um i mean we watched uh the anime film a silent voice yeah which is a little bit a little bit of a coming of age story like learning how to deal with people who are very different who you have a hard time communicating with and and bullying and mm-hmm. and all those things but maybe a little younger than than you know what i would probably call call coming of age because coming of age is really about you know the transition from childhood to adulthood which for almost everybody happens in this in this range of years between like 13 and 18 20 depending it's different for everybody but it Mm -hmm. takes time and you have to you know try and learn try to figure out you know all these things anyway i went more more (laughs) general and abstract than i meant to with that but um you know we compared when we you know we talked about uh mean girls i think we probably we talked about breakfast club i remember you mentioning it at the time and then when a couple weeks ago we watched breakfast club we talked about that and uh and a couple of our of our slightly older friends well they're like your age maybe a year or two older uh mentioned heathers in contrast Mm. to uh mean girls which is not a movie that i've seen but i've heard of right um and it made me wonder like i appreciated mean girls more than breakfast club yeah but you know there are a variety of factors there and i also you know when mean girls came out i was in my 20s so it was not it it was just a movie that was fun for me to watch it did not resonate with me like you know its intended audience right and so i was like what is my version of that movie like what movie did i watch when i was in that in that stage of life and there are tons of movies that that influenced me in that time you know that sort of set my expectations and understanding for what uh you know uh, romantic relationships are like and all that like we talked about um uh you've got mail yeah right which is a little bit later in that era but still uh some of those expectations particularly around the internet um and i i thought of this movie this is a movie that i again watched in that age but had kind of forgotten about right and um and i think my sister sarah who watched it with me she's about four years younger than me um and so she watched it and rewatched it and definitely found things in it that that resonated with her and anyway all of that long-winded <laughs> thing to say i was like oh we should watch this movie not it's not a you know it's not a masterpiece. It's not a right. a, 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 a cinema classic that is going to go on anybody's top hundred of anything lists. Right. I think on IMDb it has like six point seven, which is not awful, but <laughs> you know it's not winning any awards. Right. Um. But yeah, for me, definitely was one of those things where I watched it and I was like, you know, I don't this is uh i don't know i'm kind of getting into into final thoughts already first 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 final thoughts on this but um i can circle back to that i've been talking for a while so uh how did you 
How did you like this? Do you have some, some, I, I, some I had never pros and cons, goods and bad? Sure. I, I had never seen this before, so or nor heard of it. Um, so I, I didn't know what to expect. I, it, these are generally my kind of movies anyway. You know, I, I like kind of little feel-good under, underdog-type shows. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Being an, uh, kind of an outcast, nerdy kid growing up, I can identify with a lot of that stuff. Um, sure. I, I liked the, the thing that the, the pro, I, one of the, the biggest pros, I think, on this one was that he wasn't the weak, bullied person. Like, he was right. bullied here, but the only reason he let it happen was because the, he was going to get expelled. Otherwise, he wouldn't get into the school, right? Um, but he was not picked on because he was weak. And that's, that's mostly always what you get. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, you know, I said I said when I watched this, but I have not watched it since. You know, roughly in that age, I rewatched it a couple times because I showed it to other friends of mine, and they had various reactions to it. But it's been fifteen, maybe twenty years since I've seen it, and so it was interesting to watch it again with you know with adult eyes, like kind of understanding most of the rules of football. Right to get this whole opening sequence where yeah. uh, uh, Rick, the James Vanderbeek character, is a quarterback, and Angus, the protagonist, the you know quote unquote fat kid, is a lineman, and so the first thing he does is like block several tackles so Rick can make this long pass. Right, and you're like, okay, that's I, you know, if, I don't know how many football listeners we have, but I am a Colts fan. And you know one of the one of the things we had in the in the Peyton Manning Colts era was the the Indianapolis Colts had a very weak offensive line, and so part of the you know the, the only reason the team did so well was because Peyton Manning could fire off those passes really fast because he didn't have time to make really careful passes. Right. Um, and so I'm watching that happen, and then he throws this pass, and it's intercepted, and you're like, okay, well some of that is is the wide receiver, but like he threw a pass that got intercepted. And then Angus tackles the the defender who caught it, who's running it back. And then when it goes loose, Rick catches it and runs it. And so it's like, I understand, like it's all explained in the voiceover and you can clearly see that like he made really good plays and Rick is getting all the credit for it. Right. But now like understanding more of the mechanics of football, I'm like, wow, like, not just that, like he did several of the right thing yeah. that he was supposed to do and didn't get credit for it. Just like right. drives that point home all the more. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, um, I liked that, that part of it. Like I liked that, that he wasn't, you know, just some weak weakling nerd kid, which is right. almost always right. what, what they show. Um, so that, that was, and I knew, and I knew people kind of like that too, that were outcasts, but they weren't like wimpies. Right. Sure. Um, yeah. So that that I appreciated a lot for it, um, the the acting and the writing were were really good, believable, right? The, like he he mm-hmm. felt kind of hopeless because of being he being like I don't know, legitimately I guess is the word, or like really honestly an outcast, right? Like and and there was mm-hmm. nothing you could do about it. And it felt very believable, is the word, right? Like he even would talk to his grandpa and it was like that you don't understand, but he wasn't whiny and you don't understand. It was like you know again believable. Um, I liked his buddy sure. who was, you know, kind of a caricature, but, but not, not over the top. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the story the same way. Uh, I, here's the thing. Spoiler. If there's any spoiler bears, sorry, just, just for like 10 seconds, guys, I missed the part, how he became homecoming King. Was that a, a tricked stuffed ballot somewhere? 
how yeah yeah so the the um rick the james vanderbeek character thinks it would be a funny prank to make uh to make angus the the winner prom whatever that's it's not prom because they're freshmen the the winter ball uh king and so he, he because he's the popular kid in school he gets all the other kids somehow without angus or or troy finding out um gets them you know he fixes the election so that, uh, okay i was uh, i was so wondering I, I guess must have missed that one that little bit um but yeah, yeah. so so i cons i don't have a lot to say about cons here i, I really don't i mean there was there was nothing I disliked about the show. I I was engaged the whole time watching it all. I I sure. I liked the all all of the characters. Um I was a little I was even a little like unsure of things cuz I kept wondering if Rick James Vanderbeek's character was going to be like hidden not bully. Like he ended up being cliché bully, which is it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was kind of like, oh, maybe they're going to go a different direction where he like is actually like attracted to to Angus, you know, and that's that's why he's bullying him or something, which they didn't go that route, which is which is fine. Um, but oh, like envious of him, you mean? Yeah, yeah, like like yeah, he 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 really is attracted to him, and and uh, he he has to bully because he's insecure that that kind of thing, which which would have been my nice little mm. thing, but not necessary. Um, sure. And so and instead, they just go straight for the straight up villain, um, and, and that's right. fine. That's fine too. Which which actually that's a pro in, in my book too because I sometimes and oftentimes like a straight up story, right where. Uh, spoiler again, it has a happy ending, right? Like mm-hmm. he, he gets with the girl, but you know, not really, but kind of, he does the right thing, enjoys what he does and is happy with himself. Right. Um, at the end, yeah. he gets the dance and all the kind of things. So feel good movie is definitely something obviously in my wheelhouse. And this was it. And I would definitely give it a thumbs up, watch it again and recommend it to other people. Uh, who would I recommend it to in final judgments here? I, I liked it. Thumbs up final judgments. Who would I recommend it to? Um, anyone who likes um, high school underdog shows, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the 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 outcast kid underdog. Like if you like that genre or in the mood for that, this is it. You mentioned Breakfast Club and Heather's uh, or Mean Girls. That is not this, right? That they are like kind of outcast, getting with popular kids and things. This is more like totally focusing on the entirety of the outcast kid the whole time. Yeah. It's and a, he stays the, an outcast kid and never tries the, to become a, a thing. Yeah. Right? The, the scope of the story is small. It's, it's similar. There's, there's a sort of similar moral to it as, uh, as in breakfast club where he doesn't, he doesn't run from his problem. He doesn't really change. He just sort of, you know, he says the things that he says to his grandpa and his mom and his best friend, he says to everybody, he just says them publicly. And so he is true to himself. Right. Um, I think uh, for me, and, and this is, uh, you know, kind of funny because this was my, my pick and my recommendation. Part of this is because I've seen it several times back in the day and, you know, remembering sort of, you know who i was at that age and when i was young um there are there are parts of it that you know you talked about the realism of the characters there are definitely parts of it that are over the top and cheesy sure oh yeah um, for sure big you know big dramatic speeches and you know oh music totally. playing yes. that is the music is 
almost like Battle Hymn of the Republic, but not <laughs> quite. Yeah, uh, it, it like, almost had a mix yeah, of like is... Napoleon Dynamite in it, right? That's, yeah, that's actually, yeah. all right, people I recommend it to, oh. people who like Napoleon Dynamite. There you go, there you go. Right. Um, yeah, I'll I'll say uh, my only my only other sort of recommendation endorsement for this is that my youngest sister, who's 22, said she enjoyed it much more than Breakfast Club. She's like, I would probably watch this again, and I don't think I'll ever watch Breakfast Club again. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, is, I, I would agree with that too. Of, Bre- Breakfast kind of Club, what? Yeah, it's, it's just, a very different. It's very a very different, different yeah. movie. Breakfast Club feels story. like a uh, dis- discussing all the different types, right? The the, the caric- caricatures. Well, I mean, it's types. it's it's definitely that, and it's more of a well, not that this not that this story isn't an indictment of like high school cliches and and questions of conformity and and all that but it's the breakfast club is much more like the scope is larger like it's trying to look at all of these different people in these different where angus is almost entirely focused on this one kid who's he's disadvantaged or he's different in this one way but he's excelling in these other ways right and so it's just you know being being honest with himself and then when Again, this is sort of spoiler for the story. When he finally starts talking to the hot popular girl, like she has her own problems too. Um and it and it really just is about this lesson of um not being so fixated on uh, n- uh not normality, uh like normativism. Correct. Um yeah. Correct. Yeah, so thumbs up like this one uh the next one would be um, next week. We are going to have our buddies Fox and um, Cogswell on. Cogswell. Mm-hmm. And we really wanted to have Pat on as well because he's also a, a real big Wheel of Time buddy. We are, but we just had Pat on a couple weeks ago, and we're gonna we're gonna we're going to talk about Wheel of Time and even out our book readers and our non-book readers so we're gonna have right a right. couple guests so we had kind of had to make a call but because of that uh we we have got our our hardcore book reader uh brian cogswell coming on and let's watch a show that he had recommended and we can talk about that oh, one right uh, and i've never heard of this don't even know anything about it but it's called mother night mm. i don't know okay i, I don't yeah, even know yeah. trailer of this thing so that no, nor just I. just that phrase feels like that's a Cog, Cogswell statement. I don't know anything <laughs> about it, Cogswell. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. So right, right. This could that's be funny. like a Rickroll on us, or it could be fantastic. We don't even know. So, <laughs> have you seen this one? Uh, I have not. No, I've, I'm in the same boat you are. I've not heard of it at all. <laughs> this is great. We're just going to put on a show thing that we, we have no ideas. This is what we get for I mean, friends. we did that for the poster thing. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, but those were vetted. You know, this is from from our, true, our, our good buddy true. Cogswell. Uh, okay, yeah. So let's let's do that. Let's watch that show, and Brian can talk to us with it next week. And and we, I'm sure it will be difficult to pull Fox's leg to watch a movie. I, I'm sure sure it'll be very difficult. So we can. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to bribe him in yeah, some way. I'm he sure. he hates movies and such. So. <laughs> cool. Oh my goodness. Uh, okay. Well, All right. I'm looking for that. What uh, what else have we got here? Uh, I finished Hawkeye. Oh, good, good. Uh, that was that's a I mean that's a whole different subject. I mean we're just talking about how things were made for for specific demographics of people, 
Hawkeye mm-hmm. was, I don't, at least I don't think that it's a holistic thing was made for any of the ship kind of people that we have been talking about tonight. Um, what like really. teenagers family? Would you say? Like yeah, yeah, it's weird because maybe right because the the character and maybe you know maybe this is a thing I forgot to say this in our conversation about Angus, but as as I do, I was on IMDb a lot of the time uh, looking up actors, and almost all the principal cast are are in that movie were still minors. Uh, are like pretty close to their appropriate age. I think Troy was 15. Uh, Angus was like 17. I think Melissa was 16. Vanderbeek was 18. Um, which is, I mean, it's rare now. And I don't, I don't think it was, I don't think it was all that common even back in the nineties, but it was interesting to me that they had the actual teenagers playing these. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Usually they're these like young, cause they're, 20s. cause they're high school freshmen. Like they're not, you know, and and they're all the writing and stuff. Even when it was cheesy, you're like, yeah, this is kind of the way that fourteen, fifteen year olds act. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but age appropriate there, right? And anyway, in in Hawkeye, it was weird because it it felt like like you said, like a show kind of for like fifteen, sixteen year olds. Even though the character of Kate Bishop is. Um, is she out of college? She's like she's in college. She, I think she's supposed to be twenty she, or twenty-two, Tw- okay. twenty, I think, or some something like that. I think I think she's drinking age. There might have been talk about drinking or something, but she, yeah, I think doesn't she? Oh, that's a spoiler. I won't say that, but um, I think I think she drinks at some point in the show. Maybe not because well, they they are. They, I remember there's a point they're flipping bottle caps. Right, right. I don't know if those are beer bottle caps or not, but yeah, um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Anyway, that's no, no, that's, that's a real kind thing. of a weird. I saw a guy on, it's a, on it's TikTok a, that it, can do that stuff. Right, right, yeah, yeah. There's a guy. I might have sent you that. There's a guy Maybe on TikTok is, yeah. who who flicks coins. Yeah, at, at things to like knock them down in this only oh, sort of spoiler for the show. We should probably <laughs> do the bell or or something so so we can talk about what happened in the series without without yeah. spoiling it for people who haven't seen it. So the most spoilery thing here is that they, I'm using air quotes you can't see here, killed off Kingpin. Right? Right. Like, right. We, Vincent we, we know that's not Kingpin. Real, right? There's no way they killed him off. I, I guess, though I found that whole fight scene to be awkwardly filmed. Yes. Is that just me? I, no, I think so too. It's, it's we, it was weird because... That that is very much comic book kingpin. Like that whole scene was very good comic book from a comic book lens. Like it felt yeah, I like all the fights with comic books were like that with him. But Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't um I've not read any comics featuring Kingpin, but I know of the character from uh no, that Daredevil? can't be. Why do I want to say Batman? No, not Batman. That's DC. It's obvious. It's obviously not Batman. Um, I don't know. I saw. I. I. I was somewhere where there were cartoons with a big. Unless there's a DC villain that is very similar to Kingpin, maybe. Um, that I'm just confusing in my mind. Sure. But you know, great big gigantic guy in a suit, and obviously, you know, Vincent D'Onofrio is a pretty. I mean, he's big, but he's yeah. not. You know. Not like not cartoonishly portra- big, right? Yeah, not the portrayal of Kingpin in Into the Spider Verse, um, right? 
Which we did see him but, in that. So right, but a, but a big like you know what looks like kind of overweight guy, and then he's in some fight. Maybe it was an X Men comic. Whatever, it's not important. Um, he's in a fight with with somebody, and they're like, "Oh, what are you gonna sit on me?" And it's you know, it turns out that his size is mostly muscle, and yeah, he's actually right, despite being what seems like a uh, a mental or an intelligence villain, like a um, like a Lex Luthor. Correct. He is actually physically imposing as well. Yes. And so when I saw that happening in this Hawkeye series, I was like, I see what they're trying to do, but it really looks to me like, uh, you know, the the real non-comic book man, Vincent D'Onofrio, cannot, uh, you know, do what they are trying to portray that he's doing. And so it's sort of faked with a lot of fast cuts and, um, and those kind of things. And it just didn't, it didn't work for me. Yeah, yeah, and I can see that. I, I, uh, I like the line that he, there's in one of the comic books that I had read, and I want to say it's Spider-Man. I didn't read a lot of Kingpin stuff either because it's mainly the purview of Daredevil, which is something I also hadn't read. Um, right. But there was, I think, a Spider-Man issue one time where, or some other kind of local, like street-level hero, uh, right. was breaking into the Kingpin's office or some kind of thing, right? And Could have been he, a he goes to fight. Himself. He goes to fight Kingpin, and he's like, you know, I can just, you know, outpace you or something. And then Kingpin takes off his shirt, and he's like, okay, it's time. To, he goes, obviously, it's time for you to find out how much of this is muscle and how much of this is fat, right? That that sounds really similar to what I remember, right? And I, that was a big line that I I always remember about thing. Kingpin. Yeah, and like yeah, that's that, and that was cool. And he all of a sudden you're like, oh man, this dude's like a solid wall, right? Um. So that was very much like that. That I got that, but that was that wasn't really kind of. In this one, it was supernatural almost, like like he had a super mutant power or something, right? Oh, oh, supernatural. Yeah, it thought, felt it felt supernatural. Like his it, the the way you said that sounded like two words, and I was like, supernatural is the opposite of what I said. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it didn't like, seem natural at all. No, no, okay, he, he, sorry, it I felt like a, supernatural. Yeah, it felt like he had like mutant superpowers, right? And that that he was, yeah. Like, and, yeah, and, and it was like weird. that's not that's not what the daredevil Vincent D'Onofrio that one uh, showed him to be. Like he was definitely right. a physically imposing dude that kicked butt, but um, he he was not that. No, he was not this. And then this one all of a sudden went into like, oh, he's like a superhero guy, um, mm-hmm. which was weird. Mm-hmm. Like first off, he got shot in the chest with an arrow straight in the thud, and no big deal. Like well, <laughs> right, what, right. what? Okay, so we're spending a lot of time with this kingpin scene, but he was kind of they brought him in in this last episode to be a main villain. Um, and they should have had him, if they were going to do that, they should have had him throughout. I think um, mm. that he should have been a major character that, you know, led up to this part. Okay, but sure, but yeah, instead yeah. they, they made echo be the main villain, the girl, and then gave her mm. a redemption arc in the last episode. The deaf girl. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, they just, they, they paced that totally wrong. You know, they, they should have put, you know, led into the whole season. But instead, the whole season, and I know they were trying to focus on Hawkeye and, and Kate, but it still Kate. felt like they kind of slow burned a lot of stuff and then hit you all at once in the last episode or two. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, he, I'll say um, I was I was kind of hard on the show early on because 
a lot of it did seem very much like that. This is written for high schoolers, and that's fine. It's just not, obviously not me. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of things that I, you know, when I talked to our buddy Fox about this a little bit, and um, I use a couple examples for this. One, our more recent one is um, Christmas Chronicle that we watched about a year ago <laughs> okay, last yeah. Christmas. Um, okay. Or or my personal example is Back to the Future, especially Back to the Future Part 3. Okay. With the, with the trains in the Wild West. The West. Um, a lot of the things that happen in Back to the Future 3 are objectively ridiculous. Yes. And I might even now, if I saw them for the first time as an adult, say they are dumb and stupid. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, <laughs> the train exploding from the fire belt, you got to think. But I remember being... I don't know, 12-ish, and, <laughs> uh, and and watching that movie and then telling my buddy about it, you know, a, a week later. I was like, yeah, and then thing, and he yells, and he's like, talk the second log, and the <laughs> thing explodes, and there's fire coming out, and it's great. And so, you know, I see stuff like that now, and I'm like, to me, that seems dumb. To a 13-year-old boy, I'll bet it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, I, which is not yeah. like, which is not to say that there isn't, you know stuff of that nature that I can still appreciate. Probably not like, you know, freak out and call it awesome. Like I might have at a, at, as a 13 year old boy, but um, there were things in this series that I was like, uh, I think it's supposed to be funny that they're the tracksuit mafia. And sure. I think it's supposed to be crack up hilarious that they're constantly calling each other bro. But yeah, right. for me, I was just like, that's dumb. Yeah, or, that's or, dumb, and that's dumb, and this thing they're doing now is dumb. Right. Yeah. I. I and, or anything with the role players, the larpers. Right. The 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 larpers too was yeah. like, okay, yeah, they're they're doing the thing, the the Big Bang Theory thing, where they're yeah, you know, they're showing this and they're making. I mean, there was a point in the last or second to last episode where they're doing the um the fancy dinner. Whatever that was, right? Um, just as you know, the the like last sequence of events are are setting up. They're at this dinner and they have all these people, right? They're, mm -hmm. they're all these the, the caterers and people, or yeah. well, there there are guests at the party, but then they also like Hawkeye and Kate, uh, Clinton, Kate have, um, like backup, like they have a bunch of people there with them, eyes right. and ears, and all this stuff. And I'm watching the episode, and I'm like. Who are these people? Where did all these people come from? Did he wait? Is he no? He doesn't have. Neither of them are cops. Right. They didn't. You know, it's not like they called in for backup and suddenly there's there are all these people with them, uh, and and neither of them are you know that that thing where they would have a bunch of people. Right. And I'm like, what is this? And then it's like a third of the way into the episode. I'm like, oh yeah, these are all those larpers who <laughs> are a bunch of cops and firefighters, and so but clearly you know, all can get jobs at this fancy party. Right, you know? <laughs> can all sneak into this party. So, you know, they're well-versed in, like, medieval arms and armor, but then are also, you know, active law enforcement and, and first responders and things who can handle, uh, you know, a modern uh, kind of conflict. Well, it, it got like, a little – I mean, that's that's one of the – the LARPers were one of my pet peeves. I, 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 I know I'm kind of bagging on it. I did like Hawkeye a lot, but um, I'm, I can't not say that I, the LARPers part bugged the crap out of me most of the time. 
especially at the end when they're like, we can't control the crowd. Let's get into our medieval costumes. And now we can. That was, was real like, dumb. Oh, that yeah, that's that's the, what you said. Like, I remember when it, but no, I want to call it dumb, right? It just felt dumb. But uh, <clears throat> I often have an advantage of kind of seeing things through the eyes of a 15-year-old because of my daughter. And mm-hmm. Sydney loved this show, like top to bottom, sure. every minute. And, sure. and it, I would bring up these things in conversation to her, like, oh, the LARPers. And like her comment right back was like, oh, I like that. You know, oh, oh mm-hmm. I think that's really fun. You know, it, it, she enjoyed all the dumb things that you kind of mentioned here, right? Right. It, it, the bro things were funny to her. Tracksuit mm-hmm. Mafia mm-hmm. kind of made them not threatening to her and fun. And the fact that, like, one of the guys would talk to Kate in the middle made her feel not like it was a serious, you know, life or death, sh- you know, thing. They're kidnapped by killers, right? It made it right. much yeah, more yeah. lighthearted from a 15-year-old. Um, so, like, okay... While I put the dumb word on it, I get it now. Right? <laughs> I, I can I can get that and like okay, so I, I gave it a lot more leeway after that. You know, sure these things, but yeah, um, th- that is I think that is the audience is I think it has to do with the, the younger things and uh, I've I've kind of long said that they're pushing for the champions, which is a superhero team of the young people. We talked about this mm. before, and 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 that will that show will definitely be marketed towards that crowd that age group sure. of people of course. Um, between 16 and 22, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those will be all of the, the actors will be in that way. You'll have the young people there. Um, and the champions comic book is made is written for, and I want to say it feels like it's written by people that age range. And it's all about that. Like they're constantly talking about social media and YouTube things and using the lingos and stuff like that. So sure, sure, for sure. me, while I enjoyed Champions for a while, I could not hang with that kind of stuff, right? I just don't watch YouTube all the time. Right. Um, and so I just would not get any of the references and things. So I have a feeling that that's what they're doing with this like Hawkeye thing, that Kate will end up going in onto the rest. She'll be one of the leaders on the team with these other young people. And that will be either the, the series or the show. I think it'll probably be a, a series, Disney Plus series. Um, and it will follow the Hawkeye age you know, demographic. Um, But, you know, here we are. We we got the MCU. We don't have to be all a bunch of hardcore MCU people. I think Disney Plus is intentionally for these Marvel Disney Plus things and even Star Wars for to to get the the large breadth of different people. Yeah, I mean, I said that when, I don't know if it was this or or Star Wars, Um, when you know, they announced that they were going to do all these series. I'm like, well, that's, you know, it's good. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm fairly indifferent as to whether there are shows being made, not for me. Right. Yeah. That's, I, I think most people are that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. If there are things made for different people, I think I said this a couple weeks ago when, um, my sister was up here with my parents and I got to talk to one of my nieces about the different characters that she could, uh, you know, cosplay or, or dress as for Halloween because they have the right kind of hair. And she really loves Elena. And I was like, yeah, she has that vest with all the pockets. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's something, you know, not not necessarily bonding, but just like a topic of conversation and you know they they love the stuff they've seen all the 
um, her and her sisters have seen the Earth's Mightiest Heroes and oh, those yeah. uh, those uh, uh, animated films and and series. And so, yeah, I mean, it's always great if there are things made for different people. I mean, part of the reason that I told that anecdote about Back to the Future 3 is I'm like, there is an audience for this thing. Just because I didn't enjoy it doesn't mean that it's bad. Um, yeah. It's yeah. just maybe not entirely for me. And I think, um, I think these shows can... I don't. I don't know. I don't know. If be better is the way I want to say it. But um, I. I think they have an opportunity to shine uh, separate from the big Marvel MCU set pieces, right? That are yeah. The, those, those often just have... kind of vehicles for for you know uh, forwarding the the main big plot and story, and is always this big grand thing when there are stories that can be told at a much smaller scale. Yeah. Well, Hawkeye was definitely one of those, right? It's just, it's just, it's literally about one or two characters in their own personal lives. Right. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the, when, when not just the grandiose scale, I think the MCU movies definitely branch out with genres, guardians of the galaxy being an example. Like, and they definitely, and, and is guardians of the galaxy is 100% different than the winter soldier. Uh, sure, sure. But so that, so they they do have different genres for different people. But I I still think that those movies are more wide ranging in its audience. I think someone who watches Guardians of the Galaxy can definitely watch Winter Soldier and like it, and and like the other ones. Like so, you can watch them. But when you watch these Disney Plus shows, they can take a risk and really narrow in on a narrower niche. Group. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, right. yeah. They don't they don't have to be the you know the wide general audience um um kind of thing they can be a little more niche yeah you 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 have yeah. like i'll use hannah montana example that was a disney sh- channel show right mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's clearly for a very narrow demographic you know it was created right. for girls what 14 to 16 girls females right that that's that's Something that's a like pretty that. narrow demographic right right um, and specific kinds of girls even. So, um, you know, you don't want to put a full $150, $150 million movie budget into a show with that very narrow thing. But with Disney Plus and Marvel, you can do that. And and granted, we saw a couple earlier like Wanda and Loki that could be classified as, you know, movie type genre type thing, that, that kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. But I th- I honestly believe that Disney Plus... MCU movies will more likely be like Hawkeyes than other thing else where they're, they're, they're wanting to hit a target. They don't have to, you know, move a story along per se. Right. And do that. Uh, last thing I want to say about Hawkeye is that I love Yelena I, so far right now. Sure. She's currently my fa- my favorite by far Marvel character. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, yeah, you, Florence you Pugh reacted to that. You reacted to that in our group chat before I had seen it, and so I was a little oh skeptical. lame. I sorry. I thought that okay. 
I, I mean, you probably spoiler tagged it, and I clicked on it anyway. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, oh, of course, Michael is super excited for Elena. And then <laughs> I watched her episode, and I was like, this is really more fun than anything, at, at least for me, <laughs> yeah. just because I didn't like the tracksuit mafia stuff. I was like, yeah. it's funny, and she's got mac and cheese, and this, she's only got one fork, and I'm like, that's funny. That, that's funny, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I, how I, how I live by myself? I'm like, uh, I I almost took one set of silverware with me in my camper, and I'm like, I should have two. <laughs> Just, <laughs> just in case. She, I don't want to be a weirdo that only has one fork. <laughs> she's like, uh, uh, I, I really like the banter between her and Kate a whole lot. One that she mm-hmm. constantly calls her Kate Bishop, and she tells her why she calls her Kate Bishop, so that yeah. she will know yeah. that she knows everything about her. Um, and how she is a super, super spy. We know her to be like one of the top elites, and even, even Hawkeye Clint himself is like, oh my gosh. Stuff just got serious right now when a Black yeah, Widow is person, right? There's when, a Black Widow. When yeah, she yeah. shows up, so there's no joke about her being the most deadly assassin in the world. Um, but the whole time, Yelena's Yelena, and that she's just young and um, nonchalant and not jokey, but kind of, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I, I dug that. And there was, uh, when they're fighting even, Kate says something like, stop making me like you so much. Right. right which which yeah. was absolutely great um or when you know she's done fighting kate she just jumps off the window and like it's no big deal and um like you know oh, okay this fight's over with i'll go it was it was fun fighting that was very fun and then she goes off and like man i like her so much <laughs> so she's she's really great i'm i look forward to her being in many more shows um i, I don't know what she'll be in like besides avengers things um Unless yeah, did, I don't know. Unless they did just another Black Widow-ish thing. But, I mean, she could be in a... You know what she could be? You know what she could probably breathe life into? She could breathe life into the Fal- the, the new Captain America Falcon thing. Mm. Like, I bet you, you put her with him and... With Sam? With Sam. And that... I, I'm not knocking Bucky. He's fine. But that show, I think, struggled to find its ground where or sure, its, its spot. sure. And I think Elena could can make Sam the straight man when he's actually the the, the looser of okay. all of those. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I could also I could also see them doing something with with her and um and Bucky because a, a similar kind that of that would be great. Yeah. Like deprogramming, uh, uh, brainwashing origin. Actually, that would be really great kind of story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that because he is so serious, right? Right. Right. And, and, and she's yeah. she's the opposite. Even though you know. She's she's completely competent. Uh, yeah, she just is is the kind of opposite. It was interesting. Also, speaking of her character, the way that they handled the blip. Um, oh, that was so great! What a great scene was was pretty cool. It'll be interesting, and I I'm sure that I've mentioned this before, but it'll be interesting to see how they handle and whether where they use or don't use that um, that event that major major event i don't know what else to call that yeah um in the mcu although i had the realization a couple months ago um that because of the timing of those movies and you know hopefully fingers crossed uh the mcu skipped over like 2019 2020 right like that Mm -hmm. five-year span they unlike so many other things movies and and tv shows that were in the works or already being made in 2019 and into 2021 um 
the MCU does not have to address COVID at all. Oh, I don't. I don't think Disney would come out with a ten foot pole. They they probably wouldn't anyway. But yeah. like because they have this big time skip, they're like, nope, yeah, the, those years don't exist. I mean, they do, but yeah, <laughs> it, it's just it's just told in in flashback and whatever. And you know, I mean, I think the guy that the guy that ate the soldier. The guy that ate the bat for COVID right. was blipped. Was was dusted and yeah. then he didn't. Uh, he came <laughs> he, back. He didn't and make it. It's fine. So uh, I, to go back a little bit, we're we'll come out of spoilers for for uh, Hawkeye here. But one of the things you said was that uh, these Disney Plus shows, uh, Marvel shows, have the opportunity to be more narrow in their demographic focus. Mm-hmm. So do you think, and this is not a thing that uh, Disney does, but they have, I feel like they have something, I mean, they've they've done this, so let me ask my question before I start answering it myself with my own uh, uh, the thinking ahead. Do you think they'll ever do like a, like a TVMA series, a, a, a Deadpool or um, Moon Game of Thrones, they'll Deadwood do, kind of Moon, uh, Knight. Yes. Moon Knight? Now, isn't Moon Knight Marvel Batman? Yes and no. I, I yes and no. Okay. Uh, f- uh, just fair warning. I don't. I've never read a single Moon Knight. You don't know. We've. I think we've had this conversation before. Yeah, and and, and I have only read Wikipedia Moon Knight. Uh, okay. To, to learn about him. Uh, gotcha. So he has. He's has no Bruce Wayne. He has no. Like he. He's a guy that. Kind of street level guy that punches people and has a full costume with a cape. Okay. That, that's, okay. I think that's the extent of Batman, right? It, everything else is like got mystical origins and he's got I see, I drug see. and serious kind of backgrounds and things. But the way I understand that character is he is definitely solidly what they, and then what they call Marvel Knights stuff, which is that MA real gritty kind of type stuff with the Punisher and things. Um, okay. So Marvel After Dark. Marvel After Dark type stuff. Yeah, adult things. <laughs> and I know they are doing sure. a Moon Knight series. And if they if if they do anything that you just asked for, like if, they, if there is anything on their docket right now that's MA Moon Knight would probably be the best one for that one. Um, okay. okay. I, I I'm curious if they ever gonna gonna go back and visit Punisher because I think Punisher mm. the the Netflix one. People who like Pump the Punisher generally like, like that it got positive kind of reviews. Was that its own show? It no, was. It was had a... two seasons. Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. Wasn't that? Didn't that happen in in Daredevil? It though? did. It, no, it. He was in Daredevil, and he had a large thing. But then after that, and they then had he the got Punisher his own show. show. Okay. Yeah, and it, two okay. seasons of which uh, our buddy Bill, my buddy Bill, he he loved. Like he loves the Punisher anyway, and he ate sure, up that sure. whole series. Um, and it doesn't say, I, I will say I watched the first like half of the first season and I've never been a Punisher fan anyway. So, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't for me. It was definitely Punisher story and Punisher character and everything. I'm like, like yep, yeah, this, I don't, I don't like, like the show. I don't like the character anyway. So not that I, it's just not for me. So yeah. I, I just kind of skipped on, on the, on the thing. I just had no reason to go back and, and watch more of it. Uh, but anyway, my point was is that he's also a very M.A. you know character with right. brute brutality and things like that. Uh, so he could be something they come back to, but I don't know if they ever will. Um, 
they yeah. will they I will mean, have to take a chance, right? Obviously, that has its own audience. Uh, I I am not. I mean, you know, if there's action, I want to see like real, you know, HBO Cinemax kind of kind of action. And by action, I mean combat, not yeah. adult action. Um, but I'm much more interested in the like the comedy of, yeah. of the, you know some you know let's see there's a new there's a new season of letter kenny out right now uh they they drop the seasons all at once and i've been watching that and i'm like yeah i want to see right. something funny with maybe you know a little bit of swearing in there because that's funny uh yeah yeah anyway yeah it'll be interesting, interesting well well i i know that um disney's a little concerned about moon knight because I know that Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, was slapped with a rated R rating in some countries, and that okay. bothered that bothered Disney a lot. Um, sure. Uh, so, um, they may want to make Moon Knight PG thirteen. Uh, but see, the weird part about that is that they have Deadpool now, and Deadpool will have a Deadpool three. My question mm-hmm. is, is, will Deadpool come to Disney Plus or will it go to Hulu? Um, That's right. They have Hulu. I knew that, uh, you know, Disney has had, what, Touchstone or something? Yeah, they yeah, had they, a, they own that. Yeah, they own that. They have at least one other brand yeah. that they use to, uh, you know, create and market, whatever the word for that is, mm-hmm. um, like rated R films so that they're Disney brand their their tentpole brand could remain the the family friendly quote unquote brand yeah um and so i think a new and it was probably hulu that we were talking about which was um you know i don't know if it was owned by fox what that what that meant in the in the fox deal but seemed like a um a streaming service disney could use for more adult content yeah yeah and and Right now, I think it was announced that Moon Knight is Disney Plus. That that was the only thing we've heard about Moon Knight is like the announcement of it and Oscar Isaac uh, being Moon Knight, the, the title character. Okay, um, yeah. But they, they, that's all we really know at this point. And mm. but they could, they you know they they put that what's that other it was like what was a terrible show with uh, Modoc that was on Hulu. Uh, remember that it was an animated I, show. It was terrible. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's just terrible. It was he's voiced by Patton Oswalt, and it, it was just awful. It was it was it was like a terrible MA comedy, um, hmm. cartoon. Um, but yeah, anyway. it's sometimes I know I just said that that I want to see, you know, uh, TVMA kind of comedies, but that's not to say that I like all TVMA comedies. It can be. It's very easy for writers to. Uh, get lazy with that and think mm-hmm. that stuff is funny just because it's you know what i would maybe call the cards against humanity problem where it's like it's funny because it's crude and crass and you know i just got done saying that crude and crass stuff is and it can be funny but it's not like it's like uh it's like an enhancer like it's not funny on its own there has to be actual comedy uh you know right. there already um Anyway, yeah. So yeah, it, it could, they could, they could do Moon Knight. I mean, 
it's so weird that they they've announced him up on the big stage when they announced all those things uh, along with um she-hulk and such you know like i can totally mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. she-hulk fitting into this this new disney plus thing totally having its own genre and people and demographics that's something that they can do that makes sense in, in the conversation we just had moon knight or i don't you know that's the only thing right right when you said like ma that's the only one that i could even possibly think that would fit into there and then if they do then that answers the question of would they do that you know and i know that disney has been supportive of deadpool 3 like you know when they got deadpool they're like yeah we got this this uh character and he's wildly popular with the first two movies we like it and it's gonna he's gonna have a show you know the, the question is is where do the execs the executives put it sure i i actually think they'll they'll put that on on um hulu and just be be fine with that um, makes sense goodness gracious Okay, uh, what else we got here t- tonight? Uh, we got, oh wait, we're, we're actually running long on here. Yeah, we're running long on time. I don't think, have you, you've seen the new Matrix movie? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know much to say about that. I, I, yeah. I don't, I I don't want to say much about it is the thing. Not, not because it's spoiler-ish, just because I don't have a lot of good things to say. Not that it's bad or terrible. I, I think three quarters of the movie is, is my, the long short of it. Three quarters of the movie is great and, and is everything that I kind of wanted a Matrix movie to be, just like the original. And then the mm-hmm. last quarter was they just got tired and was like, yeah, just forget about smart writing. Like, really forget. Now we're in complete nonsense mode for, for the, the last, you know, climax of the movie. Yeah, that's my that's my sort of, uh, I don't know if this is really a hot take, but I was very, I mean... Part of it was that I had the season finale of Wheel of Time to watch while mm-hmm. I was watching it, but for the whole last quarter to maybe even a third, I was I was completely checked out and and yeah. bored. There's and no it's not to say to that yeah. it's not to say that what happened in the first two thirds of the movie was great. It was very much a what uh, uh, Ghostbusters uh, um, Afterlife or kind of, uh, yeah. a couple. I had at least one more example of that where it's like, oh, they're they're just going to or like Force Awakens, yeah. um, where it's like I see what you're doing. You're trying to you know recapture and hit all the same notes as the original, but it's not like there's not enough substance there. You'd like what was even the point? Like we could just go watch the original again. Like it's not maybe the the CG the graphics haven't aged all that well, but like. There's no new ground. It's kind of the same story re retold, and there's not enough like affectionate nostalgia because of the you know the other subsequent movies to really. It just felt kind of pointless. And, and they don't. And then, really, they don't really. And then tell especially you a to not. Yeah, especially to not stick the landing. You're just like, oh, they definitely didn't stick okay. the landing. Yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, now that I even think back about it, uh, even if I had somewhat, you know, good feelings about the first uh, three quarters. I, I still don't know now that you just listening to you talk about it that there was that they had a reason for it. There's no real reason to have this show like the, this movie. Even in the, the show, there you got all of the. I like that you mentioned the, the Ghostbusters thing. Like lots of nostalgia, lots of like oh Trinity and Neo and they're and they're in this situation and but there's no reason. There was no like great call for them to come back or for no. And it and in a lot of cases there. like. Like they're recreating an original scene, 
but also showing us the original scene somewhere like on a big screen behind them or something. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it's like it's supposed to be maybe sort of part of the idea of this like cyclical uh, life that they're growing through and maybe a little bit meta because it's he's still doing the same thing, but he's old now and it's the game and the like the game company is doing a sequel as a cash grab and you're like. Okay, I think this is supposed to be tongue in cheek, but, but it's, it's not, not good, really working because right? yeah. they're saying exactly what's happening here, and it's yeah, yeah, and it just did. There was no, and they they even I don't think this is a spoiler, but they they involve an Agent Smith mm-hmm. and don't need to, and it doesn't, and they don't explain or care, or he's not. It's just really not important, right? It just doesn't feel like it matters or needs to. Um, and then, so anyway, that happened, and then there is not going to be another one. I mean, it's no. flopped hard in the in the, the theater. Um, it's made like the worldwide. It may have just hit a hundred million dollars, and I know that may cost at least three times that to make, right? To, to make right. and yeah, and to put out. Um, so it's it's flopped hardcore, um, and. It released simultaneously on HBO Max. I mean, that's mm-hmm. always the killer for the for box office numbers. Just k- kills. It's a it's like a death silver bullet for for movies these days is to be released at home at the same time. They're just not going to yeah. be making money off of these movies. I mean, I I I streamed. I watched it on HBO, but I also uh, yeah, I did too. Yeah, I had gone to. Um... To see Spider Man that weekend, like I was not going right. to go to the theater again uh, to see a movie that was getting kind of mediocre reviews. Um, so yeah, yeah. So so yeah, it's sad to say because I I enjoyed the first Matrix movie at least the first one, and I and I'm a big fan of Keanu Reeves. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, sad that it's not terrible. But you know what? If it's free on HBO Max, you should watch it. <laughs> if you if you have HBO Max already, uh, or yeah, it, it's a thing that you can watch because it's on, right? Right. Yeah. All right, man. We'll, we'll we'll talk about we have time next week. All right. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to end the end the podcast on a bummer. <laughs> no, right, here. But we'll talk about yeah. for all mankind at some point. I know we, we yeah, still got yeah, that on, still, our, on our docket. still watching that. That's that's great. Um, yeah, yeah. And and next week we'll have we'll have a couple of our buddies on and we'll do a sort of round table about uh, season one wheel of time. And uh, it'll be great. Yeah, cool. All right. You've been listening to the Front Porch. This is episode 227. Special thanks, as always, to our friends at Geek Scholars Movie News and LRM Online. Uh, if you want to reach out to us with suggestions for things we should watch and discuss, you can do that via email. Our email address is frontporchpod at gmail.com. If you go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com, you can find contact forms and what i don't know our list of movies that we're going to watch that's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as always probably we'll you can reference date. this week's which is uh, different and it, you know see yeah what, yeah what was that they were going to watch what were, what were they going to watch it's called mother night and mother. neither of us know anything else about it <laughs> uh if you enjoy the front porch piece please consider subscribing on the podcatcher of your choice and while you're there if you leave us a review positive hopefully uh we always appreciate that as always thanks so much for joining us and until next time i'm dennis and i'm michael for front porch. Night everybody. See you next time.